Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Toss C3 Podcast. I'm excited to welcome the founder of Toss C3, Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? Amazing. Excited. Let's talk browsers. Oh, yes. And this, again, this comes from cybersecuritynews.com. And you know what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is this is scary. Hackers use fake browser updates to install malware on users' computers. This uh, malware distribution on users' computers is achieved through phony browser updates presented on websites that hackers have hijacked. Uh-huh. This is even more scary because of that. When a user uses a, a, a hacked website, they may see a message, uh, you know, basically proposing to be from the browser's developers, such as Chrome, Firefox, or Edge, advising them to update their browser. The link leads the users to download harmful software instead of a secure browser update. So this means we really even have to think more, Greg. And I've seen this before at times when I was using Chrome years ago that it was really becoming it. But Chrome's really gotten their act together in certain things, especially with certain websites compared to using Safari. But this is scary, especially if you're on a website and you want to really view it and you think it's safe. And that means who's liable? Is that website liable? There's a lot of things to think about. You know, it's, it's, it's really kind of nuts. And, you know, the or article that you just read, they were talking about people landing on a malicious website itself, right? So they were, they yeah. were already in the house of the hacker. So how did they right. get there? Let's talk about that first. Let's just unpack this thing real quick. So they got there by clicking on a link that they thought was taking them, let's say, to, uh, to Chrome or whatever, wherever, to, to do some up- upgrades. And instead, they were going to one of these fake URLs that look exactly like the original one. We've talked about it a million times. Surreal characters look like English characters in a letter. You click on it and you're done. Easiest way to do that, ladies and gentlemen, is just hand type in the URL of where you want to go. End of story. You go to the right place. Um, Second thing to make sure this doesn't happen to you is make sure you have a high enterprise level um, endpoint detection and response system that plugs into your browser. What this will do is constantly check the websites that you go to. Um, the code on the pages that you bring up and keep you safe. If anything was going to be malicious, it'll just kill it, quarantine it, stop it, won't happen to you. This is really important to make sure this doesn't happen. Okay, so what happens now? You go to these places, you click on, um, you know, Chrome download, Firefox download, uh, Safari, Edge, et cetera, et cetera. And what happens? Um, Well, the JavaScript or HTML code is injected directly, you know, through the traffic into your system and it automatically will download these malicious payloads. Now, how's another way you could get it? Well, hackers could take out ads on normal websites like ESPN.com, you know, those annoying pop-ups that come up or all the things that are on the side, right? So there are ways to put ads up that will pass muster, if you will, of the publishing company that's, you know, you're paying to put them there because it's going to call back to itself to get the malicious code once somebody clicks on it, as opposed to having the malicious code on the website at all times. Now, let's talk about that one. There's ways that hackers put malicious web web code on websites in ads or pictures or images that are active, if you will. It's called a drive-by attack. And what will happen is the drive-by is your mouse pointer. You just drag your mouse pointer over an infected image and boom, as my CIO likes to say, Bob's your uncle. They got you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, de- they definitely have you. 
And so it's like, and I think it goes back to Greg. We see so many people that just don't pay attention to these things are just going in their mosey on the regular day. Uh, I'm just, what about the whole thing about if let's say this happened at neilhaley.com, God forbid, something a hacker was able to cloak there and then they clicked on something. Is the website liable in any way? Well, the only way they could that could happen at neilhaley.com is that they would have to get into your back end, right? So if you're using, uh, you know, one of these with one of these applications, um, you know, to run your website, you know, WordPress, uh, in the old days, Joomla, that type of thing, they would have to have had access to that, or hack the hosting company that you have to get into your files and edit your code. What more likely would happen is that they would find neilhaley.com and they would just buy that exact same domain, but one of the letters would look like, let's say, an A or an E or or an L, but it wouldn't be. And to the discerning eye, you still can't tell. You see what I'm saying? And then when they click on that, they're they're like, quote, stolen your digital web identity. But when a user clicks on that, intending to want to work with you or go to your show or whatever, then boom, they're going right to that guy, hacker's site, or it could be a gal. That's crazy because I start thinking about that, Greg, and I'm like, that really can happen, and it's it, it's it's a scary thing for sure. And that again, we talk about it every day. And I think, Greg, if you were giving a tip to the average person, an employee, even an owner of a company, what do you do when you're on the World Wide Web? When you're on your phone, do you always have to stay focused so you don't make these silly mistakes? Yeah. Super vigilant, you know, first off, <clears throat> let's be really careful not to get smished, right? So that's the SMS, the text messaging, phishing attacks that I get at least 10 a day of these things, you know, get your BMW needs service. Uh, you know, it's a political campaign thing. Oh, uh, you need to update your credit card on Amazon. Oh, your Netflix is about to expire. Any of these ring a bell? Oh, uh, they always do. I mean, yeah. I see. Yeah. Exactly. So be super vigilant on text, especially most people use text for communication. So if you're getting ads and crap, just click on the bottom. It says uh, report as junk. You click that reports it as junk. It throws it away. And in, in good cases, if you keep on getting over and over again, like have badgered, then you can block that phone number. So it won't come on anymore. Sure. They'll get used. They'll, they'll come another way with a different number eventually the next time, but it might be keep you safe for a you know, few days, week, month. Or whatever. The other thing you need to do: be super vigilant with your emails. You know, I can't tell you how many you know phishing. Thank God, my staff is so capable and so trained. But on a daily basis, you know, I'll get something from my CFO. Can you please just tell me if this is okay? Uh, or even I'll get something that I'm unsure about. I'll send it to my my security team, and I'll have them throw it into the sandbox. You know, and detonate it, and see, hey, what was it? You know, so we can tell our customers, you know, what was the attack? What were they doing? And so on, because it's important to follow these things, you know, and see these indicators of of compromise that they might leave on your system um, so that you can keep keep notification to your to your clients, to your own business and to yourself to keep yourself safe. So if you do get an email that looks odd or it looks exact or whatever, just go up into the email field field on your iPhone or your Android, you know, click on that email uh, field, the from you know, and it'll show you the URL, uh, the domain, if you will, on the end. And in most cases, you'll see it has nothing to do with like Amazon or Netflix or, or whatever company you're, you're getting an email from. 
All right. And the best place to go right now, if you're concerned about any of these things, especially organizations, libraries, big infrastructures that, you know, you have a lot of employees in different ways and you could be hacked and it could just, and ransom like so many people, once they get in the system, it's too late. That you got to work with someone like Greg, who's an expert in cybersecurity. Just go to tossc3.com right now and schedule a call with Greg today. We appreciate it, Greg. Another great topic and a, and a great explanation from the, when we read the news to really hearing it from a specialist like yourself. Oh, my gosh. We got to watch out for these things. So thanks again, Greg. Got it, Neil. All right. That was the Toss C3 podcast, guys. Take care. Great. Let's change next time. Uh, 